Hi, welcome to Ask a Pastor. I'm joined again today by Dr. Steve Austin. He's a well-known geologist, professor, um, researcher, author, uh, and he is also a part of Orchard Hill Church, has been for many years, along with his wife, Dr. Kelly Austin. And uh, welcome. Thanks for taking some time to sit with us today. So one of your areas of expertise is the area of geology, which obviously plays into how people come to uh, dating the age of the earth. Yes. Uh, there are other issues that play into that. That's not the only thing, but uh, one of the, the conversations in the church today is, is, is the church, or not the church, is the earth young or old? Uh, and for those of you who maybe aren't familiar with the conversation, young meaning uh, you take the biblical accounts uh, basically as being within the ballpark. So when the early accounts of Genesis talk about the creation of the earth, um, that it's, you know, thousands of years ago, not millions. Um, whereas an old earth uh, kind of perspective says the earth is millions of years old. And then the biblical accounts are seen to either refer to day and ages, uh, be irrelevant, uh, to be something that is, uh, you know, explained through a gap created with apparent age, uh, some other explanation for how we have um, what appears to be a young earth text and, and an old earth. So, so help, help those of us who, who maybe would say, you know what, I hear people talk about this, even Christians on both sides. There's, there's now Christians who will say we're old earth. There's people who are passionate about it being a young earth, the creation museum, those kinds of things help people wade into this topic and make some sense of it? Well, I would say from my experience, um, I've been involved with the radioisotope dating methods, which are supposedly the proof of millions of years for Earth history. And um, I spent a quarter million dollars on radioisotope dating, mm. okay? And I've, I've come away believing that no one has a successfully dated rock. Okay. Okay. And um, so, so explain that again to somebody who isn't familiar with the process. Like, like, why would somebody say, I know? And why would you, as you've researched it, say, I don't know anybody can know? Radioisotope ratios of parent and daughter product. Mm -hmm. It's like a candle burning in a room, looking at the smoke in the room, suggesting how old the the, uh, the, the room is and mm. the smoke in the room, that kind of thing. Uh, that's the, uh, and, and the idea that radioisotope decay is constant with time and we know the parent and daughter ratio and uh, that's the idea of the age of things. I've dated one rock by four different methods and got four different ages. Mm. You should get one age if the method's working right yes. for, for the rock, not four different uh, ages. And when and you say four different ages, you're talking about separated by billions, thousands or millions, millions of, of years. years. Okay. I've dated uh, one rock in the bottom of Grand Canyon and uh, got four different ages uh, spread over hundreds of millions of years okay. for, uh, for the rock. And uh, so I... I've become a skeptic of radioisotope dating okay. of Grand Canyon rocks in particular. Okay. But we look at Grand Canyon, and uh, what is it that fascinates me? It's the strata and the erosion of the strata in Grand Canyon. And as you look at Grand Canyon, you can see the Colorado River in the bottom of Grand Canyon, 
And you, you might think, along with the culture, the 20th century, 20th century cultural icon that came to us, that the Colorado River eroded Grand Canyon over tens of millions of years. That was the, uh, the ranger explanation mm -hmm. at the rim of Grand Canyon for a uh, hundred years. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's been, uh, it's, it's part of our culture. And it was taught to me in grammar school that uh, Colorado River was in Grand Canyon over tens of millions yep. of years. And uh, that's, the, uh, 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 that's the issue that needs to be addressed. Is it the Colorado River that eroded Grand Canyon? Believe it or not, most geologists have jettisoned that idea that the Colorado River eroded Grand Canyon. Really, why is that? Um, there's no evidence of the enduring river if mm. you will. The, the Colorado Plateau is sitting there and with, with all kinds of, of, of strata and deposits around it, but no evidence of an ancient river. Mm. Uh, the ancient river is uh, not found, and so geologists find themselves trying to explain how the Colorado River got positioned over this plateau in uh, in, in the blink of an eye, essentially. So in other words, as, as you have and others have gone to the Grand Canyon, dug, looked at rocks, studied rocks, used all of the scientific methods, what I'm hearing you say is that the consensus even of most geologists who physically do that work is that the Colorado River did not cut the path as much as as they have to find an explanation because they can't find evidence for the river, right. basically higher up in the canyon even, or yep. on the surface. Precisely. Okay. okay. And then the, compli the, the, the discussion gets a little bit complicated, but uh, we, we either need to talk about gully erosion making the Grand Canyon or some type of overtopping or sp overspill explanation. Now these two explanations for Grand Canyon are being seriously considered by geologists uh, without immense periods of time. In other words, the, the Grand Canyon just appears abruptly recently, mm -hmm. and it's explained by one of the other options, the runaway gully erosion or some type of overtopping mm -hmm. uh, uh, thing. I'm, I like the idea that ponded drainage east of Grand Canyon created a lake and that mm. lake overspilled the rim of the plateau mm. and the, the drainage of that lake created Grand Canyon. Mm. The other explanation is that the canyon was eroded by from west to east, not from east to west, but from, from west to east by a gully that intercepted the, the upper drainage basin of the uh, uh, Colorado Plateau and diverted the river or formed the river through the gully. Okay, so now explain again why that ties into understanding young versus old earth in your way of thinking. Um, it, uh, it, it, it shows me that time is not a magic wand. Hmm. Okay, we, our culture has delivered to us the notion that time is kind of the, uh, the ultimate uh, explain, explanation for everything geologic. You wave the magic wand and, and it explains everything. 
and it's the hero of the plot, that type of thing. And time is not a magic wand. Time is actually the villain of the plot. It keeps us from understanding the true explanations for the things that we see around us, like Grand Canyon. And so the Grand Canyon is a Johnny-come-lately canyon that needs to be explained, and our, um, our understanding or thinking about geologic time is a foreign to the data that we're looking at. And so we, we, we think about uh, time being a magic wand. It explains slow and gradual evolution. It explains uh, the, the geologic ages between the rock layers and that type of thing. Time is not a magic wand. It, it's not the hero of the plot, it's the villain of the plot. And so geologists might be working with a concept of geologic time that does not um, explain things, it hinders the explanation. And that's, uh, that, that's what geologists are coming to, to grips with. Mm. And uh, so, so I'm, uh, I, I'm comfortable with the young earth explanation for earth history. So what would you say to somebody who uh, would say to this, okay, I'm a person of faith, um, so I want to believe that God created the earth, but I'm not quite ready to um, seed to the young earth, so I want to believe the science, and again, I'll use air quotes not to say I don't believe that science, but just to say, you know, you, you're questioning the legitimacy of the dating. Uh, but I want to say the, the earth is old somehow, so, so they would say either uh, God used an evolutionary process, uh, that's certainly a common mm -hmm. view in the, you know, Christian world today, that it follows what evolutionaries, evolutionists say, but God was the original creator mover of it and now it's yes. moved along or they would say I, I won't necessarily go to evolutionary process but I'll still say the earth is old and there's just another explanation for why the biblical narratives don't start until several thousands of years ago yeah. how, how would you what would you say to somebody who that's their response to kind of the science of the young earth well I would say it's unnecessary to have the hypothesis of geologic time built in to your worldview. Mm. You, you don't need it. And uh, so Genesis is a historic narrative that uh, allows me to explain recent creation, the design of nature we see around us, the incredible design. It allows me to understand the fossil record as being a result of what? the the, the, the fall and what the flood that followed and, uh, earth and, and human history following uh, Tower of Babel. And so the, the, uh, the, the biblical framework works fine. Mm -hmm. And so I don't need to have a foreign concept of tens of millions of years in my thinking to do what I and if I've heard what? you then, if somebody, though, says, again, and I'm pushing just to, to, to say, like somebody listening may say, well, it's not a hypothesis in my mind. What I'm seeing is what I've been taught my whole life. This is science that tells me that the earth is not as young. And, and so your answer is that the, that the dating methods and the 
science of that is wrong. Yeah. And, okay. and we, uh, the appearance might be old age. It, it appears that Grand Canyon is tens of millions of years old because the Colorado River is sitting there, but you don't need to go that direction with your understanding. Mm -hmm. And so built in to this idea of slow and gradual process over geologic ages, that, uh, that part doesn't need to be brought into the science and okay. discussion of science. So what's at stake in this conversation? In other words, why should somebody say this matters to land on a young earth versus an old earth. Uh, in other words, uh, what I hear from people uh, frequently is, yeah, it could be young, it could be old. Uh, um, I know God created, I believe that. Uh, maybe God fashioned after millions of years, maybe God created thousands of years ago. Why do you think this, this matters in the broader conversation? Uh, I, I'm not a theistic evolutionist, and mm -hmm. I, I would not recommend anybody try to be that way. Mm -hmm. Okay, compromise between evolution and Christian faith. Mm -hmm. I want to get my vitamins and hormones for thinking about the world from the biblical framework and, mm -hmm. and from the historic narrative of Genesis. And so that matters... Uh, to me. And so a historic Genesis, Adam in my ancestry, uh, a global flood in earth history, uh, th those things uh, are very important. Okay. And, uh, and, and ultimately it leads to the view of the greatness of God. God mm -hmm. is big, God is great, and we see God in creation all around us. And it, it helps me worship him mm -hmm. and uh, appreciate him. Mm -hmm. and walk with him. And, and I'm a scientist, and uh, I, I just love doing my work, and I think it praises God. And mm -hmm. so that's why I want to have this corresponding framework. Yes. So, and again, there's just one more kind of throwback. So if somebody said, okay, yes, I agree with that. I don't want to be a theistic evolutionist either. I believe in God. I believe that God created. I believe in the flood. But it seems like there's some room for interpreting uh, Genesis as ages rather than days, literal 24-hour yep. days. Um, and, you know, there's some places where a day appears to mean something more than mm -hmm. a day. It seems to refer to a, a season or an age. Yeah. Uh, why is that not an acceptable interpretation of Genesis based on on theology and science? For me, in the, in the fossil record, there's all kinds of evidence of death. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say God is the author of death in, mm -hmm. uh, over geologic ages. In other words, mm -hmm. theist, that's what theistic evolution says. Right. And uh, so uh, my God is greater than that. Uh, he's not the author of death. Uh, he, he created a perfect creation, and death and sin uh, and suffering entered the world and uh, from man's choice. Mm -hmm. And so I, I believe in historic Adam. Yeah. And uh, so th th that's the, the, the important area for me is right. to understand that, that right. the, the framework of scripture works with data and leads to my understanding right. and a good understanding of who God is. Yeah, w one of the challenges, and I think this is what you're alluding to, of saying that the days are ages is death then was part of creation, not after the fall, which changes the biblical 
narrative that has been uh, standard Christian theology for millenniums. Yes. Which is the idea of God created things good, right, and proper, and then the fall happened, sin entered the world. That's when death came into the world. So to to move pre-fall for an old earth, you have to account for death somehow, and there's no good answer for that. Um, so, so that makes the day-age theory, at least, a more challenging theory yes. to sustain in terms of trying to explain the age of the earth. It's questionable geologically, and it's questionable theologically, mm-hmm. or questionable in, the, in the, my, our, our biblical understanding of the world. Yeah. So you mentioned the Grand Canyon. Uh, we've talked about dinosaurs uh, in the last uh, podcast that, that we did. If you had a single geological discovery that you could point somebody to and say, go see this, go study this, go look at this, and this would be the most persuasive thing you would see, what, what would that be for you? For me, Grand Canyon. Okay. Uh, I've been uh, 27 raft trips through Grand Canyon, spent two years of my life below the rim of Grand mm-hmm. Canyon. Uh, I just love the place, okay? Mm-hmm. And Grand Canyon, Arizona, Utah, that type of thing. I, I love the geologic formations that I see out there. And uh, uh, yeah, and take a look at, at, at the world we see and just appreciate how great God is. And he's, mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, he's the creator and uh, we, we see his awesome hand in mm-hmm. the world around us. Yeah. I'd, I, I think a place like Grand Canyon is uh, is is a good place to draw my attention uh, back to okay um what uh if somebody wanted to say i'm not ready to um seed to young earth so i want but i want to kind of hold to a younger earth theory but still say i believe the prevailing notion of modern science what if they said that the world was created with apparent age? What would be your, uh, in other words, presumably when God created a tree, he didn't create a little yeah. mini tree. He created a full-grown tree. You know, when he created Adam, he didn't create a baby. He created yes. a full-grown man. So, so what if somebody said the earth was probably created with apparent age because God didn't create something from, from the beginning? Is there any uh, geological or... Uh, other than than it's not proven um, or theological problem with that position. There there would be evidence of appearance of age. Mm -hmm. Um, It would look like from creation that all the soil in the garden weathered from bedrock Mm -hmm. over millions of years, Mm -hmm. perhaps. Mm -hmm. But it didn't. God created it that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, he created um, mature trees that would appear to have sprouted from seeds. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's appearance of age. And uh, there, there was a river and a canyon uh, associated with the Garden of Eden. And so it would appear, to, and so th- all of these appearances would uh, lead possibly to your understanding of millions of years, but God created with this appearance of age. Light from stars, um, the, the, the whole uh, world in which we live uh, would, would have the appearance of age as God created it. Rather than as it does, which is that these things just were. Yeah. Okay, thank you. So uh, last question, this one came from Josh, uh, who uh, makes sure that uh, we get these recorded well. 
And that is, uh, in the last podcast, we talked about dinosaurs being pre-fall, being wiped out, meaning they're part of God's good creation. Yes. In, uh, in, in the renewed heavens and earth, the, the, the future, uh, assuming there are dinosaurs then, if they're part of God's good creation, which one do you want to play with? Um, <laughs> well, my favorite dinosaur is Apatosaurus, uh, the sauropod dinosaur. He probably wasn't very ferocious and wouldn't... Uh, uh, think of me as a food or anything <laughs> like that. As a meal, a as snack. As a meal, a <laughs> snack. And, uh, but yeah, the, they're marvelous creatures. And uh, yeah, we should uh, uh, understand and appreciate them. Great, great. Well, Dr. Steve Austin, thank you for uh, taking the time and, and helping to bring some light to this subject. Again, if you have questions, you can send them to askapastor at orchardhillchurch.com and we'll be happy to address them on a coming podcast. Have a great Friday. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. 